0: Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember, our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hey, Spine Whispers. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I am here with Drs. Joshua Fink, Dr. Matt Fink, and Dr. Brad Maurer. Enjoy.
1: okay everybody back with another fun podcast I'm going to uh, break tradition and do another case study I know I did the last one um, but I wanted to do this one which isn't as much a case study Um, it's a report that comes to us uh, from the American Heart Association and they were looking at what they call cardiorespiratory health so cardiorespiratory health in regular people talk is your ability to supply muscles with oxygenated blood during exercise all right so it's how fast you get winded right you're like oh my arms are lactic acid build up the whole deal but they weren't looking in adults they were looking in kids what they found was that in the subjects they looked at 60 60 6 out of 10 american children don't have adequate cardio respiratory fitness what does it matter it matters because this kind of stuff Um, Low cardio, cardiorespiratory or or what we call cardiac health is linked to lower academic scores, lower health outcome assessments, ability to fight off disease, diabetes, everything. Everything is linked to this. And this, in addition to the, the soaring vitamin D deficiency, goes a long way towards explaining why our kids and then adults are so much sicker than they used to be. You know, people all the time comment like I don't remember ever being sick or kids being this sick or this kind of sickness. This is why. It's not because super diseases have emerged. It's because we are sick. You know, don't don't get enough exercise, don't get enough time outside, and expect to be healthy. It just doesn't happen. The body has not changed. The needs of the human body have not changed since Homo Nodley got down out of a tree and started walking. It's that simple. What year was this study done? Uh, This thing's like four days old. This was published Monday, the 20th.
2: And when was the study done?
1: It was done out at uh, Scientific Statement, out at University of Missouri in Kansas City. Kangaroos. The manuscript went online July 20th, so I would imagine they did it this summer. Okay. And so what they were doing is uh, they did shuttle runs. (laughs) You know, the shuttle run which is an effective measure of CRF and the most widely used cardiorespiratory fitness test in the world. Did the they, shuttle run, bro. they have
3: to use the erasers like we did? We had to pick up they the, had a the eraser and come back? And... They had a, What did they the call that? The student
1: had to run between lines 20 meters apart uh, w- with a beeping sound. So back yeah. and forth until they heard the beep. Like and beep then they, yeah. they, intervals between accelerations and the, the measured the intervals between the beeps made the student accelerate and the student scored a number of laps per beep. That's fantastic. What
2: surface? So like, BMI. It oh, I'm sure it was on does the it, basketball it outside, But it's not the same if
1: it's not on the basketball court. Until yeah. you're burning your flesh. And right, you're like slipping
2: again. in your own sweats. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So, anyway, that's it. So they yeah. use the shuttle run, man. You can't argue with that. No. Cannot argue that's with That's what shuttle I'm going tonight. Run. I'm going to set up anyway, some if shuttle Anyway, if runs anybody for the boys. wants to see the study, um, it is in the American Heart Association and it is called Cardio Respiratory Fitness in children and it is um you can look at monday july 20th um the manuscript got published so this is actually in this peer review stage but it's out it's going to be published so um the last thing i wanted to talk about is that a lot of the pediatric offices like if you go they don't have the ability to measure that you can't measure you don't you don't get that number when you go to your pediatrician's office
2: huh.
1: and i well, what's a, what's my kids cardiovascular fitness even though like with heart rate variability as adults those things don't get measured. Even though you they, in the hospital, they got you hooked up to an EKG. It's right there. They just don't measure it. Same thing with this. And there's such good research Dude, about exercise impressive. and how it affects everything else. Everything. You were talking about
3: lactic acid or you know lactate. Right. And I read an article last year, and it was even showing, you know, it's always had the bad name, like, oh, that's the yeah. bad. But Whoa. what they found out in recent studies is that your body your brain actually uses that lactate yeah. um, and it helps with brain function. It, it actually, your body can reuse that in
1: important ways. So yeah. it's
3: just amazing. Everything we learn, uh, the new stuff,
1: each oh, year and when it like really comes really to exercise yeah. and, and how and important it is. Exactly. exactly. And it, you know, especially for women, you know, it, it's the, it is what keeps their brain and their hormones as a really massive role. Um, as you know, there's women that are 20, women that are not 20. And then as they get older, um, weight bearing exercise, it's just the number one of the number one ways. Maintain cortical bone, maintain hormone, like the whole thing. Um, the fact that we don't have objective data measuring this stuff drives me insane. Like it drives me insane that we can't say, okay, how healthy is your child? I, I don't know. He doesn't get sick. No, that won't do. What's the CRF? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How fast can your kid run? And if he's not that fast a kid, no problem. How, fa- how far can he go before he's winded? How much time does he get outside? You know, that kind of thing. And uh, you bet your high niece that at the new office we're going to be measuring the hell out of that stuff. People will be like, Jesus! I don't want to go to the chiropractor again. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because
3: we'll you are going a shuttle ride. We'll i the pacer. As know. soon it's as they enter the sick. door,
2: a beep sounds. It's gonna be. Sick. And you gotta run to the front desk, sign, they'll or sign like, You're gonna get back. healthy here. You're gonna get healthy here. You know,
1: or we'll at least have the objective data to measure. Like, here's where your child started, <coughs> and here's where your child is now. Puke you know? bucket in the corner. That's right, yeah. and they'll be like, "Wow, this is amazing." So the yeah. child can use the results, you know, like if we don't do that, like you know. We're already better than everybody else, but how can we be super, super better? We can we can objectively and quantitatively demonstrate to the parent that their child can now go further, faster, stronger, and is more healthy since we started our care. That's so legit. Too legit. To quit. <laughs> okay, very good, Kim. With hands in. Okay, what do we got today?
0: Uh, so we actually have more questions from viewers mm, and patients for you guys. Delicious. Yeah.
1: Who goes first?
0: <clears throat> uh, you, actually.
1: Oh, okay. So,
0: dose versus load? Yeah,
1: my... Uh, Dr. Susan McGuire uh, was my lab lead when I was in, in uh, doing my biochem research at Mizzou. And she called me the other week and told me if I said load instead of dose one more time, she was gonna drive up here from Texas and slap me. Because in the lab, Viral load is how many viruses you can make inside your body before you explode. Viral dose is how much of a particular antigen it takes to get you sick. I've been saying load when I meant dose, so I apologize to everyone if I have educated patients backwards. Believe me, I am embarrassed and humbled. Wait, 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 uh, wait. This means she was listening to our podcast. She was listening to our podcast. Yeah. Wow. And she's a great right. a like. She's she's legit. She taught me all my laboratory technique. You know what I'm saying? And I don't cross-contaminate, mm. even now, even when I'm doing simple things. I felt like that was going to be yeah, oh no, something more. No. Okay. But um, we worked with the, that particular virus that we were down there with, the simian virus 40. Um, the ones that they're using now with these antibody studies, vaccine studies, they're using um, the adenoviruses. How about adenoviruses? Anyway, the reason why it matters is because I told people wrong and I am sorry, which leads us into a larger discussion about mask use. Some people out there are like, masks don't work at all. Oh, my God, masks. And they throw a fit. Some people are like, I sleep with a mask on. Now, we've already talked about dehydration and inappropriate inappropriate wearing of the mask, specifically when you're in a car by yourself, when you're jogging out on a trail. In China, I saw last night that two young people who passed away actually expired during PE class. Yeah, I've seen that. Because they had their masks on. Now, there are very few things as wrong to me as the preventable fatality of a young person. It just makes me, it makes me sick. This type of hysteria around masks makes me sad. And so I want to make sure all of our patients understand masks reduce viral exposure. That's what they do. They are not a bulletproof shield. You're still going to get it. It's just not going to be enough to get you sick. That's the point of the mask. That is the whole point. Explosive coughing, going forwards or backwards, the mask still works as a sieve. Cloth, you know, the only mask that's 100% is your uh, N95 that has those two respirator units hooked onto it. Nobody has access to those outside of a movie set or a hospital. The rest of us have to make do, and we make do with whatever we can, preferably, you know, a hospital grade mask. But if you can't find, it, then use a cloth one. If you can't use a nylon one, there's a lot of microfilter ones out there, specifically ones for outside activities and dusty areas. Those work well you know just fine. You're not gonna get it all, so don't think that you are. But understand that by wearing a mask you reduce your exposure. It's that simple, and there's no arguing it. So wear your mask when you're in confined areas where other people are breathing and that are poorly ventilated if you look at the number of fatalities as reported by Forbes 40% of the people that have passed away they're from nursing homes what do we know low exposure to sunlight low vitamin D low ventilation not outside it's that so let's go the opposite way get outside get some ventilation get some sunlight and get some exercise those are the things People are talking about the vaccine and antibody generated. You know, those tests are still coming back. We don't know. You know, we don't know. Are the antibodies going to last six months? Are they going to last a year? Nobody knows. What we do know is how to prevent it. I am of the contention that if human beings were outside more and had healthier diets, (laughs) that this wouldn't be a pandemic at all. I think that this virus is only this big because we're so far below the line. And people don't understand that. So what are we going to do? We're going to tell our patients, get outside. Take your kids outside. Get our cardiovascular exercise every single day. No exceptions. That's that. And it's a huge pain in the ass to be healthy. And I understand that. That's the way it's got to be. I want you to think about it this way. Dr. Maurer, could you win a fight versus one duck? Regular size. Regular size. Okay. Mm, All
3: right. Mallard?
1: Yeah. Mallard. Yeah. What about five? what do i have available to me do nothing hands oh hands, hands, only.
3: Yeah. hands. that that would be tougher well, they wouldn't kill you come on no no
1: what about 500 though that would be tough all right yeah. that's the man I, mean, I probably that's probably, what the mask yeah. does the mask's purpose is to reduce the 500 ducks down to 10 reduce your viral exposure so that you can the ones who do get in your body your body can kick their butts that's what the mask does okay so I hope everybody. If anybody has any questions about that, please call the office. I'll be happy to go over it with you. All right,
2: I'm done.
0: Um, so the next one is for Dr. Matt. So last episode we talked about referred pain. Yeah, we touched
2: on it briefly. Yeah, sure.
0: Somebody would like to know more information on that, <laughs> and to give some examples.
2: More information. Okay. So the way that your body works is that it has nerves. Where the wor- nerves work is that they enter into the spinal cord. Uh, a fairly or e fairly, right? Mm-hmm. And so, just like a highway, you have a carpool lane, you have your motorcycle lane, you have your bike lane, you have all these different modes of transportation going through that lane. So, the way that referred pain works is the same way. You're all going to the same spot, but you're carrying different things. Oh, nice. So, the most accepted thought process behind referred pain is that all these things travel into the dorsal horn and they get excited all right and so the dermatomal reference or the referred pain comes from that you mean like the level
1: of the spine the level of the spine right so
2: so heart left shoulder down to your pinky right ring finger those are the things that that are referred pain all right Uh, pancreas same same level as just below the xiphoid process Right. Oh, okay, yeah. on the sternum. Yeah, on the sternum. Sigmoid, Kim. Um, Making a
1: face, Kim. You know where your sternum is. Perfect. Point yes. to the bottom of it. Put your finger on the bottom. No, of that's that's your belly. That's your umbilicus. Process.
2: Okay. So, appendix. Okay. Right side, lower right quadrant. Okay. So referred pain is talking about how that um, that pain is related to this the specific segment of the vertebrae that. Houses those nerves. That's really cool. That's referred pain. When you get a brain freeze, what happens? What's going on there, do you think? When you're eating something that's Isn't like super the school cold? of
1: thought. There's two schools of thought. The first is that the arteries in the back of your mouth, which carry the blood, the carotids, the they're the big guys mm-hmm. are cooling off real fast. Right. And so the trigeminal ganglion is moving those arteries away as fast as it can because they're freezing. Okay. And that gener- that muscle pull generates a headache. The other thought is that the
2: it's referred sphenopalatine ganglion is referring pain. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So that's what we're kind of talking about. Cool. Man. So I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. But nobody that nobody knows. I I don't think anybody can say for certain. No.
0: Really.
3: Yeah. And then brought that soft palate up there gets so cold, and then you got all the wham everything. Within there, and uh, it's Is basically it, shutting your. It's shutting you down and be like, if you no get, more. if you get any colder, we're that's passing that's out. That's why it's so terrible. Yeah. We're
1: passing out.
0: Is that why people say like if you get it, put your tongue on the top of your mouth? Yeah,
1: that's one thing. So, like,
2: or be, or it. really take yeah, deep breaths through your nose oh. to help yeah. ventilate. I heard the, uh, tongue
3: one too, mm-hmm. or put your thumb. And like massage that soft palate because oh, wow. make sure you wor- make sure you wash
2: <laughs> your, your make sure you wash your hands first. So yeah, though. yeah. yeah wash those thing. hands with gloves. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I heard it. Somebody told to, told it to me uh, uh, when we were in school that referred pain is like you know you have you have an elevator with basically 24 floors. You know the top floor is the brain, the bottom the bottom floor is the is the coccyx, and uh, the doors open only at those floors. And so everybody hops on. The brain's like, hey, you guys go down there and tell that finger to move. So they hop on the elevator, ride it down to the seventh floor. Seventh floor down from the top, not the seventh floor, right? And they get off and they go do their thing. But there's a, there's a, that elevator also has people coming on, and they're carrying information up from that floor to the brain. And so each, each person on that floor is a different color. So like the pinky is yellow, the heart will be red, you know. But when you have referred pain, it's like the door's open and all these dudes are getting on the elevator. You can't tell who's who. You're like, what is going on? They're all screaming, there's trouble, there's trouble, there's trouble. But nobody can figure out what the hell the signal is because everyone's jammed in there at the same time. And that's what referred pain is. You just know that, okay, something's coming from this level. It could be the heart. It could be the... Maybe the finger, maybe this or that, but that's what it referred. I always think of it that way. Just a bunch of the doors open and some sweaty dudes are like, "Let me on! I got to get to the parade!" And they're like, "Oh my God, get us out of here!" It's tough too because
3: yeah, we talked a lot about the organs referring pain. Sometimes you don't know it because other things refer refer pain as well. Muscles refer pain, different patterns, and so it can get kind of complicated. It does, man. Especially like we talked about it. Where is this pain coming from? Yeah, we talked about a little bit last
1: time, like you know, low back pain, like. Diffuse low back pain. Those three words, you're like, okay, there's six trillion things this could be, and one or two of them is is the loss of rotation of bone. You know? Yeah.
2: That's yeah. Wild. So that's that's true. That's a couple different ways to look at and think about referred pain. You can also get referred pain from getting a subluxation, right? That can refer pain inside the viscera. Mm-hmm. Right. You can go visceral somatic and okay. somatic. Just yeah. talk about your guts, and we'll we'll talk about that. So if your guts hurt, but your brain is telling you that your
1: low back hurts, that's a viscerosomatic. So your guts are the problem. Are the problem, but what hurts is the muscles of your low back, huh. and, and that's why and we, we got call that do diffuse low back pain. Doing a proper evaluation. That's, that's why you do it, right? You man. can't just yeah. focus on where the pain yeah. is. Yeah. Orthopedic testing. Got to palpate. Got to palpate the kidneys.
0: So I guess it could be the same for people who come in and say they have carpal tunnel like absolutely sometimes that's not really carpal tunnel right. no there most are
1: most of the time nine the times th- out of ten they don't have carpal tunnel yeah based on our exams there's here. there's
2: 34 i think referred sites for it's carpal notes, tunnel yeah. that you have to check before and then, then there's to...
1: in addition four physical impingement sites yeah. you know you got the you got the spine you got the ac area then you got the elbow then you got the tunnel itself like it's I
0: mean we see so people all the time say so they have yeah. carpal tunnel. Radiating
1: type yeah. I honestly don't remember because the that, last time we actually somebody that's,
2: had true tunnel. Because really they heard they heard somebody else say mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. like, Oh, that's gotta be yeah, that's, that's gotta be the same thing I have. But yeah, it right. And then, then they're so like, bad. Oh they push on your hand,
1: like oh, it's carpal tunnel. Okay. Did you do an exam with the rest? No. It feels oh, like oh. when we
3: when we were first starting practice, early two thousands, oh everybody gosh. was getting the carpal everybody. tunnel surgery. Everybody. Yeah,
1: everybody. I think they've
3: finally outlawed it doing a little better job at uh, diagnosing
0: i had it and uh it didn't help because it wasn't bad. no because you didn't have really carpal tunnel <laughs> i know it, it was like, at one point
1: i remember reading it was the most failed surgery like in terms of they use both subjective and objective criteria and the criteria they use are a joke it, even they, it they said it, not us. even those we didn't say it they yeah he uh, was failing even yeah. those criteria yeah. like, come on
0: do an exam man
1: Gracious. shoot and darn kim
0: so if you know anyone with carpal tunnel before you get the surgery, comes get the get all high and mighty on them, <laughs> and tell them they don't
2: have garbled tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's our what's our next question? I'm sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so this is for Doctor Brad. Oh,
0: somebody would like to know if they wanted to start working out at home.
2: Oh my goodness! What they
0: should do and oh. like what they should kind of watch
2: holy out for. Holy cow! Like yeah. if they've never holy cow never worked out right. Mm, that's thick. Yeah, how much time do we have? I'm
0: exhausted. As much as you need. Oh,
3: all right. Well, so I'll, I'll try to attack this, but we can kind of do like the referral question. So if that person has follow up questions, Absolutely. we can we can hit the rest. But, Absolutely. Um because and and I will say this too, I think it was what was the episode Can I Work what was it? Can I work it? Oh is, oh, is it worth Morgan. it? Is it worth it? <laughs> 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 what a great name. Yeah. At Whoever home. thinks of this So that particular podcast episode we went a lot into a lot of depth on equipment and and working out that kind of stuff yeah. at home. Yeah, that's true. Um, but other things to think about that I maybe didn't talk about is well, the first one. This is something, especially in the area of exercise science or personal trainers. We always say you know make sure that you get evaluated you know by us by a, a medical physician right, or right, a medical right physician. Just make sure you know if we've been taking care of you for a long time, we we have a really good idea whether you're ready. Yeah, we know for cardio or you're ready for uh, developing muscle so that's one thing the other thing about working out from home is typically you're going to be doing that on your own and we've learned through many many studies that having a workout buddy is very motivational it's a good thing to have because you're having an off day but your buddy convinces you to go to the gym but when you're working out at home Hmm. yeah you need to have that either that self-motivation or you need some family members even if they're not working out with you who are keeping track of you making sure you're sticking with that plan um, and then another one before I get into some more detailed information is make sure you're setting goals so yeah. first off what it is. what do you want to get what do you want to accomplish and and maybe it's not just one thing but it might be multiple things so make sure you're writing uh, those things down and then if you need help you can get somebody to help you you know write out the steps to get there legit which is legit a big thing and that's when a professional might come into play but right yeah and if you've let's say you've never performed any type of, you know, the best place to start would probably be body
1: weight exercises. Absolutely. Beyond, beyond you just walking or hopping right. on a bike. Right. Like but, walk, but the, uh, you know, get done walking. Great. Okay. Now touch the joints. That's yeah. Awesome. Now we
3: need to do some possibly some resistance or body weight stuff. Perfect. Now, if you've never done any of that stuff, I would recommend, you know, if you're here in the office, if you're patient, You know, we'll help develop something and actually show you those movements. That's what I tell people. I'm uh, like,
1: man, you got to get Dr. Matt or Dr. Brad. Like, they ooze that
2: stuff.
3: It's ridiculous. So one of the biggest things for beginners is technique. You know, we don't want you learning improper technique because then... then Trashy push-ups. Might lead to injuries or, you know, whatever it might be. So that's a big one. But let's say you you find this great program to do at home. A lot of those... You know, if they're videos or whatever they might be, most of them do a pretty good job at explaining how to perform the yeah. exercise, how to do it properly. Yeah. Um, especially it's a lot better of a product now, you know, than they used to be, you know, yeah. and uh, a lot of them, more, a lot more research and they're not going to, you know, the worst thing I've seen in the past is for beginners is they see a personal trainer. And that personal trainer works them so destroys hard. Them. And the they're first like, "That's time. it. Never like again. okay. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm I'm nope. not coming back." And so, I don't know why
2: they do that. Yeah.
3: So over
1: the years, we've had man tons of people yeah. like oh personal trainer, personal trainer, personal. I'm like, what?
3: So yeah, why when we, would they do that? When we find a really good one, we definitely oh, we man. refer to that. We load them that up, person. And uh, because that's the big thing, big you know baby steps. <laughs> once you get starting and and working your way up, progressing, that is that's a huge deal.
1: You, the, you got the 100. toughest. He questions. does that He uh, does that. You know. No, you <laughs> got. You like, start with cardio. Like go walk. And when you can walk, start with body weight exercises to strengthen your joints. When your joints are strong, then move on to resistance or something. But make sure you a get checked out by somebody that can say, "Hey, you're good to work out." If you're worried about it, yeah. And then b you know don't go crazy, and have goals.
2: Yeah. Honestly, you don't like, start with a montage where yeah. you're like Rocky oh, Five. Dude, yeah. You know? Don't be yeah.
1: filming your montage. In, yeah. Step one. Yeah. But, like, that's as thorough as you could have done that without knowing the specifics. So, yeah. I forgot about the, if you it, is it worth an it episode, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go make sure. I think it was,
3: uh, I looked the other day, and I think it was, like, twenty-one episode 21 mm-hmm. or something like that. And that one, we I think we went over a lot of details. I even went and talked about goal setting a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, you did. One. It's a
1: perfect episode.
3: So, but, yeah, if you're an absolute beginner, I would recommend you need to work with somebody. Absolutely. Uh, either in person or, out, or you know? virtually. Yeah. Right. You Skype. Them. Um, that's become a, that's become a big deal lately too. Is the online. Training. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. And uh, with the COVID, it's it's blown up. Mm. The COVID. Okay. Uh, All
0: right, Kim. What uh, else you got? So one of our patients, he's a younger male. He would like to know how. Oh no!
2: Like, is he a buck or <laughs> like, what are you about? A what Younger male. Yeah. This is gonna be trouble. Human male.
0: Even okay. He wants to know how he should go about getting a six pack.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. I forgot about this. Thank you for bringing this up. Yeah, Yeah, so this is true. (laughs) It has been asked. So, okay, I'll start. You guys chime in. My only phrase, your abdominals are made in the kitchen. Your abdominals are made in the kitchen. Your abdominals are made in the kitchen. If you want to show a six-pack... And you have a trashy diet, it's not gonna happen no matter what you do. They'll you, be in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're be in, in there. there. Right. Yes. So, and then the other thing is that your abs are something that have to relate to the core. You cannot or should not just train one thing. So, uh, this, it, this was a, an eight year old that asked about this. So, they don't have any body fat. And so. I get better shot. I guess planks, right?
3: Or what do you think?
2: Yeah, play, I mean, it,
3: it probably you want to incorporate an overall right. routine where you're not only getting just the plank, but you're getting maybe a little bit of rotational oblique okay. stuff okay. as
2: well. Kung fu. <laughs> uh, kung fu. Those high kicks? Snap uh, kicks. Karate um Literally, because you're, in all seriousness, God, you look at the body training for uh, karate or kung fu or uh-huh. any of those martial like arts. Sure. But <laughs> you look at any of those any of those martial arts and you're using your core the entire time entire time and not in a way that's going to hurt it but focusing tightening the core so one of my favorite people bruce lee he legitimately has one of the coolest looking six packs ever so that's what i would say karate Hmm. martial art martial arts okay
3: and that's a lot of work a lot of people like you were saying when when they hear the word core they only think about their abdominals they don't realize that the lumbar paraspinal That's muscles right. especially the
1: gluteus right. muscles and you want to um, you can't train those to all apart that yeah
3: so you got to incorporate all of it but the plank though like you said it's it's going to get it's going to get there a lot of
1: that it's going to so, get there yeah but yeah so i guess a short answer planks long answer you're not going to be that young forever eat a proper diet because it doesn't matter what you do you're not going to you're not going to look amazing with a trashy diet Now, back in the day, you absolutely could outrun a bad diet, but now you can't because a bad diet has gotten so much worse than it was even 20 years ago. It's just trash. The advent of high fructose corn syrups and other stuff that just absolutely nuke um, glucose receptors in the body and trigger the fat storage response is out of control. It's out of control. Anyway, that's that. that was a great question. I forgot about that.
0: And then the last one, um, somebody would like to know what is one unwritten rule in the office that our patients might not know about? Huh. Is there one? There's so many. There are? Yeah. Tell me what we on. I don't know if you are aware of this rule, but we, I... Who's we? I, Michelle, Peggy, everybody knows not to talk to you when you're looking at your computer screen
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate that's accurate yeah you're a lot better you're a lot better but also sometimes he's looking right at you yeah you got to <laughs> be able to yeah
3: that's fair
1: that's okay. fair it comes with time yeah know. i uh, i sometimes i yeah i get distracted okay good who else then kim
0: well, I don't know. Do you guys know of any? Uh, you can't take a picture of Peggy. Oh, oh,
1: oh! Don't uh, tell uh, Dr. Matt what you think he should do. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: That's it. you
1: like, you know what you should do? Oh my God! <laughs> now we're dead. Now or, we're Or dead. do this? Yeah, yeah do right. this. Yeah, do this. Nope, that's not gonna happen. In you gotta fact, figure it out a roundabout, polite way. Yeah, it's super gonna happen the opposite way. Like, oh, oh, you think I should do that? That's not gonna happen. <laughs> All right, real good. Uh, I don't. Are there other ones? What else do we do? We don't, um...
3: That Peggy one was good, though, too. Yeah, we can't video, take pictures. Yeah, we don't. There's no... It's a bit of
1: rare occurrence. There's no media of Peggy. She feels like pictures, just like the American Indians, the pictures, the pictures steal her soul and it's frozen in the picture. So we don't have any pictures of Peggy or any video or Skype. She's not on Skype. You won't hear
2: on the podcast. Nope.
1: Ever.
2: Um, don't, don't ask Dr. Brad if he wants emos. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not from this area originally,
3: and I've never gotten used to the St. Louis style pizza. It's mainly the yeah. cheese I just use the mozzarella. Yeah. The texture of the mozzarella cheese. Yeah. I don't mind the thin. That thin's a thin. Yeah, the is thin, okay. wasn't, thin wasn't. The oh, problem. I get it. It's the, the cheese. The slimy ish. Yeah, sure. Cheese. Yeah. Slimy. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. I
2: know. Yeah.
0: Okay. All
2: right. Is yeah. there uh, anything else about
0: Michelle or
2: Michelle?
0: Andrea. Oh,
2: do not give Michelle a hug. Oh, really? Does she she doesn't like... Uh, personal touch? Contact? Mm-hmm. Even, no. Huh? Ever. She like, like yeah. likes her personal space. Oh, my gosh. So this is perfect for her right now. <laughs> <laughs> she has yeah. lot since March. She's yeah, yeah, been like, i Who? I'm trying to
1: think if there's any other ones.
0: Andrea, Marissa.
1: Driving I don't
2: want to get in too. trouble.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I also yeah, don't. don't. <laughs> I'm scared of those two.
3: Maybe for Kim, don't steal her phone. I think he, even he does
1: that all the time, him. actually it's been, really? it's been a long does. time. Oh,
3: does she I want to see how long mind? I want to see how long it takes. No, I start, like
0: oh. running around the office. Now I have my watch. So I'm just like, where did I it's put no it? And then one. it'll be like in his room. I want to see if <laughs> that, a,
3: panic, a panic attack or something. It'll be somewhere else in her office. I want to see how, how long it takes for her to panic
2: because she can't. Oh my it. gosh. That's wonderful. And I'll also walk work, around my office and just emails. shoot me with a dart. Um, so, wait oh, yeah. wait regarding regarding food. I think it's wonderful when patients bring in food for us. But they have to understand and we've told them like you can't bring in food to this office and expect Dr. Josh to share. Which is fine. <laughs> I'm yeah. not mad at him. I don't share. I've I've dealt with this for a long time. It I'm doesn't real bother mad. me. I used but, to like eat it. They they can't believe it. They can't be like, Wait, well, <laughs> well you didn't give any to the front desk, you didn't give any moral no, I, I ate it all. Here's
3: the, the piece. Piece. Yeah. if you make us cookies Make sure they have peanut butter in
1: them. Yeah, that is the only way to stop me. I going to say that. And it stops me cold. I can't, I yeah. just can't get past it. I want, like, I fully acknowledge peanut butter and how wonderful it is. I can't eat it. Really? Peanut butter and avocado, I can't, I can't eat them. Avocado's a whole nother deal. I just want to fight it. But mm-hmm. peanut butter is nice. So, yeah. I just, Make you just sure along.
3: you at least include some peanut butter cookie. People are like, well, you can't eat this much.
1: Some. I like when they're like, you can't eat all this by yourself. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, I can't eat 4,000 <laughs> <of> calories? <laughs> In this three minutes? I absolutely will. Now I'm super going to do it. Okay. uh, All right, real good. In your guts. Oh, oh, it hurts real bad, but I still did. Okay, that was it. Good podcast. Pumped up. Covered a lot of stuff. Uh, Okay, so, again, I just love the questions. Keep them coming. We love doing this, and and, uh, the feedback has been awesome. I really enjoy it. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, I
2: I was just, I guess, not surprised. I mean, we do a really good job of just helping people deal with their concerns and then offering the advice that they... They really need to hear, right? But uh, really, the question and answer thing I think is really going well. So I, I'm just saying. I, I love agree. it. Yeah,
3: we'll pick some. Yeah, we can't wait to
2: the point where we get call in. You know, we get. Call oh call sure, yeah. uh, You're out, on man. caller. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, this uh, is Jack from Seattle. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from St. Peter's. You're on.
3: It'll all be it'll all be Kim's voice. It'll all be Kim
2: doing different voices.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, All right, so for, uh, for Dr. Matt, uh, Dr. Brad, and for Kimberly, I'm Dr. Joshua Fink, and we will see you in two weeks. Thank you. Bye.
3: And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.